What's happening, weirdos? What's that? What weirdos? Crunching you, on some grindage. Munching on some grindage. Oh, munching. Weirdos. What's happening, guys? We're recording this live from San Francisco in our hotel, and I'm a show tonight, and it's an awesome, really energized and interesting conversation because we're rested and we're happy, and we're so glad you guys are here, and thank you for listening. Uh, I'm in San Francisco for the show, and then Seattle and Portland, those shows are sold out. Thank you to everybody that is coming out to those shows. I'm so looking forward to them. And we're going to be adding more dates. Go to PeteHolmes.com for all those tickets, and also Largo-LA.com if you want to see me in Los Angeles. I perform uh, once a month there. What's up? I just like, I just really looked at you. Like, look I at, look ridiculous. Look at yourself right now. I'm wearing uh, moose, <laughs> moose and snowman undies that you are kind of riding up. You have your sweatshirt pulled up. Because it kept like, it kept like, it was on like the edge of my belly and it kept going whoop. And now, so you decided so to just like, take your whole belly out. Take the whole belly out. Burt Kreischer, dude. <laughs> wearing socks and underwear. And I'm lounging. <laughs> You're full lounging. I've never done a podcast up with you just straight up lounging because we're just on the bed. There's nowhere else to sit. I know. Um, anyway, sorry to derail us. Not but. at all. <laughs> so glad you guys are here. If you like the show, it means so much. If you use the promo codes, it supports the show. So if you like these products, give them a try. These are the ads. Let's listen to the ads. Like our friends at Living Libations. Living Libations is a beautiful and natural, I'm going to say high-end, meaning high-quality, not high-priced, but high-end, high-quality skin care, hair care, uh, oral care, dental care, gums, teeth, all that stuff. If you have something on your body, living libations, if you have something on your body, if you have a body, that's better. Living libations has a natural alternative to the random chemical nightmares that honestly for years I was putting all over my skin, putting into my body just because I didn't know any better about health, beauty, and skin care. But Living Libations makes not only incredible and effective exfoliants, moisturizers, obviously you guys know I use their uh, Zen Shave for shaving cream. They work wonderfully, but you can look at the ingredients and you actually will recognize them. There's no numbers like 72 dye number 8B46. You don't need the periodic table of the elements to understand what's in it. You'll recognize the ingredients and they are incredible, incredible products. We are a top to bottom living libations household, especially if you have kids. We put uh, the Love the Sun zinc based skin uh, uh, sun care on Leela or when she's going out to school. It's wonderful to have sun protection that we know is actually not filled with chemicals that are terrible for you. And at night, both Val and I use their uh, best skin ever. Uh, moisturizer, which gets your skin looking great, feeling great, wonderful way to end the day before bed. But this is a great way to support the show. Whatever your skin needs, your face, your body, your eyes, your teeth, babies, children, Living Libations has a premium, natural, and wonderful product to replace whatever you might just be buying at the pharmacy that honestly is filled with stuff that is toxic and not intended for humans. So do your skin a favor and support the show. Go to livinglibations.com and use promo code GRATITUDEWEIRD and you will get 15% off everything you see there. Also, from our friends at Alpha Brain and On It, 
Alpha Brain is a nootropic. I swear by it. I've taken it every day, two or three pills a day for the past six, seven, eight years now. It is a huge secret weapon. If you do anything that involves cognition, involves creativity, involves memory, focus, if you're in school, if you work hard with your brain, or if you are in a creative field, Alpha Brain is a huge, huge, huge game changer for me. I'm shooting something right now, and when it comes to uh, memorizing lines, Alpha Brain is a huge, huge help getting that information in there. It is earth-grown ingredients, as I always mention. It is not a stimulant. It's not like caffeine. It doesn't get you up. It just gives your brain the nutrition that it needs to focus and for recall, and in my case, for creativity. For years, I haven't done a podcast, written a script, done stand-up, or shot something like I'm shooting uh, this week without taking some Alpha Brain just to give my brain everything it needs to perform at its absolute best. If you like it one-tenth as much as I like it, it's going to change your life. I always have it in my car, in my travel bag, like I'm traveling now, in the pockets of my coats. It's it's always with me because I absolutely, absolutely swear by it. You will notice the difference. And if you want to give it a try, best way to know if you like it, go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. You'll get 10% off everything you see on that page. Okay, guys. We made it weird. Here we are. We're stoked. Valerie. Get into it already. What time is it? <laughs> Did it work? Hey. hey. What time is it? What time is it? Game time. Who? <laughs> guys, hello. Yeah. Wait. 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 You say. No, wait. What do you what do I say? Oh, you're right. In the intro, you say what's happening. But here, here we just say, hey, what's hey, going on? what's going on, everybody? What time is it? Game, Game time. time. It's so weird that uh, Val and I are very, uh, I wouldn't say fascinated, but we're interested in the uh, 1985 Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> when they get in a huddle, there's one guy, I don't know who it is, uh, and he goes, what time is it? And that's what you just heard, and we love it. We love it so much. And we know his, he doesn't, we're not just making fun of a guy with a very high voice because that wouldn't be cool. No, that's not cool. Because on one of them, he does go, I just, like, I, okay, now I don't want to do a too deep voice and sound like I'm uh-huh. stereotyping like a deep voice yeah, guy. This is, a this is a sticky tricky, pickle for you. <laughs> this is a sticky pickle. This is a bread and butter pickle. You know how sometimes they're a little spicier than you uh, want them to be? Uh, anyway, so it's a regular, regular. Oh. No, I don't mean, oh, come on. I just meant we shouldn't say any voices. <laughs> goodbye. Come on. Bye. Goodbye, Goodbye. Everybody. What I'm saying is, let's say this voice, my voice, a regular voice to me would be like, okay, guys, I have one question for you. What time is it? So it's a choice. It's a choice. That was a long It's a choice, and... not a voice. And. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I do feel like you should, you should lean more. Uh, and I'm we leaning. cannot, this is not sustainable. We're not going to lean into the laptop the entire time. We should be bringing the laptop where we can have back support. Okay. Right? Well, I feel like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, we're or, on a, or, I'm going to lean like this. <coughs> we are on, tell them where we're at, Val. We are Emotionally. on. Emotionally. Oh, okay. No, no, no. We are happy. <laughs> yeah. And we are on a hotel bed in San Francisco. Yes. From whence we met. Um, <laughs> yes. We met actually on a hotel bed in San Francisco. We did not meet Basically, on a... high five, high okay. five. Okay, didn't like, I didn't like doing that. <laughs> that was not a consensual high five. I didn't like it. 
Um, but okay, I just turn, I just turned the input up, so that should be better. Okay, we are in San Francisco, uh, our city of love, and we're looking. I at... I still feel like you're too quiet. Really? Look at how little it. Look at it when it's me. It's like right in the mid. I'm sorry, everybody, that you have to hear this. It's right in that nice mid range, and then you're like, <coughs> we are in San Francisco. I am not. Don't do your mother's voice One for me. One of the things we're doing. Do is not. Being... You're trying to get me mad, so I'll talk louder. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did we talk about that last time? About no. when you compared me to. You to... No, we didn't. And I just like went into a fugue state. It was terrible. It was really awful. No, but you know what's funny? That actually informs what you were just saying. And I'm sorry, I'm going to stop marshalling how loud you are. But I just don't want to be so much louder. Why don't I just bring it even closer to me? All right. Lose the tude, rude, rude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were on a little vacay Cause Val, this is like so. This is such a sweet time. This is like an episode I'll want to listen to mm. later when I'm just infirmed. Infirmed. Just filling my my blue, dark blue corduroy pants that are up to my shins, like they're not my size, <laughs> like they're far too short, and just filling my drawers four, five, six times a day with like just like a big prune dump. Oh God! And then I'll put. <laughs> And I'll put this episode on because I want to I want to remember this. It's like this thing in a marriage. You guys know. You guys you get it. You guys get you it. You listen to this podcast. Val and I are about it. We're about it. And still with one child. Yeah. I've been feeling just the slightest little, like, just a drift. Just a mm-hmm. little drift. Mm-hmm. That's why we're always talking about how nice it is that we have this podcast to check in. Yeah. But, like, man. I know. Respect to people with more kids and more demanding mm-hmm. jobs. And, and every, everything is so hard. relationships. That, too. Like, maybe you're just, it's not your fault. Maybe there's just more rocks on the road, you know? Yeah. Like, what am I, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> more rocks on the fault. road. It's not your fault. There's just more rocks on the road. <laughs> it's really good. And it's like, we are made for each other, personality-wise, interests, mm-hmm. uh, sensually. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> and still, having one baby, mm-hmm. who, Leela, if you ever listen to this, we're spending so much time talking about you and how much we love you and looking at pictures of you. All those cliches are real and you're number one in our hearts. (laughs) I tell you, college humor, they never released it, but you can't make this joke anymore. I can't. But let's just say the punchline was number one in our hearts, number two in our lawns. And you can decide what the banner was that would make that Oh, my God. Forget it. It doesn't age well. There was a time when you could make fun of uh, mentally unwell, unhoused people. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Yeah, Yeah, it's I I take it back. But I do like the play of number two in our lungs. What am I saying? I don't like it. I don't like it. You could just change it to dogs. Yeah, dogs. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Number one in our hearts. Number number two two in our yards. And uh, sorry. Okay. Yes. I've I've almost I've I've skated on thin ice (laughs) 
twice in this podcast and we're at minute six. We had voice choice and now I'm like, remember that time when you could make fun of anybody? It was just the best. Let's go back to that time. I miss it, man. That Abercrombie and Fitch kind of style of humor. I, I watched that documentary and felt nostalgic. I rooted for Abercrombie. Oh, my God. Terrible. Okay, so I apologize for, for even remembering that joke. Yeah, no, it's fine. But I, did, I like, but, the thing I liked about it was, was the, the word, but forget it. I'm moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I, we, what was I saying, though? I was saying. Just our relationship is, oh, and Leela, even with one baby, who we love, our relationship is strong. We're living our dreams. And we love still, where we're living. And we're still, it's like, still hard. It started to feel like this strange. It was never a problem. We were always super close. We were spending our evenings together. But like, so you know, our evenings together. <laughs> but, you know, watching TV isn't the greatest way to connect mm-hmm. with your partner. No mm-hmm. shame in it. It's a great thing to do if you're already connected with your partner. Yeah. And it's a great thing to do if you're not connected, but it's not going to connect you. Yeah. So we were doing that because we were just too tired. That's yeah. what I was saying. Lila, you're number one in our hearts. You're number two in your diapers. But like <laughs> when you go. were a baby. But like, <laughs> even I'm afraid of offending Lila. <laughs> when you were a baby. Um, when it was appropriate. When it was appropriate. Um, I'm so sorry. But... Like there, there was just a little continental drift that was nobody's fault, mm-hmm. and we went on this trip and we we got into San Francisco, uh, Sinkhole, <laughs> San Francisco last night. We came in a night early for my show tonight. Mm-hmm. Great show, <laughs> and you and I are like back. Yeah, it was. It- it's. It's crazy, but we just needed a little time. What we were you going to say? Yeah, you said it this morning. You were like, we just needed a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> like, give me just a, a minute. Mi- because, okay, again, this is adorable, and I, I'm in this moment missing Leela. Mm. And yeah. she is four. And she is a precocious little 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 lady elf that we love. Yeah. And she's she's. Always, she's in a phase where she's like constantly, constantly talking. talking or asking for uh, attention, asking yeah. for something, which is awesome, and I miss it. And if she, I, if if she ran into this room right now, I would flip. That's the last time I'm going to clear my throat yeah. and say how much we love her. Obviously, that's a foregone conclusion. But like, I remember the other day I was making a smoothie, and she kept putting putting stuff in my back pockets. Yeah. And one of them was like a, a spoon that had peanut butter all over it. Yeah. So she's putting the most diarrhea looking of foods in my butt pocket. <laughs> and then like, there's just no time, like a constant joke that you and I make is mm-hmm. I'll talk to you when I'll, I'll talk, talk to you, you in 20 years. years. Yeah. Because it's just, we just can't get anything out. Yeah. And it turns out all we wanted to do was watch the new Horrible Jurassic Park movie. Terrible. Cheesem crumb. Terrible. Horrible. I don't. It. It. Horrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. And that was what we wanted. Like, thank you to everyone involved Mm -hmm. because we just wanted to talk shit on a movie, sling some shit. Yeah. And get some one night of uninterrupted sleep. Yeah. And today. All of the things that have been really hard for me to do, mm-hmm. replying to emails, mm-hmm. uh, making a set list, watching a video of me doing stand-up to remember my jokes for the show, 
all of it was effortless, easy, mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I feel no rush. I feel no stress. The show tonight is going to be fantastic. Like, I already know. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic because I feel fantastic. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's uh, again, to bring this back to not just us, but it's like, man, mm-hmm. parenting is some serious shit. Yeah. Can you believe that some people, and no offense if you were one of these people, but... Like, can what time you, is it? Can you believe that some people think they like have a child to fix their relationship? Okay, that is the most Val, insane. Facts, 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 facts. Yeah, because that's that's our point. Yeah, and and the reason I love sharing this is we have a good relationship. We have a beautiful daughter that we love. She is not. I would not classify her as difficult, and still it will break you. Will and break. this is what. Most people are doing. Mm -hmm. We live in, you know, outside of Los Angeles, but all of the people we know, almost none of them have any kids. Like, it's it's just like a very, like, if you don't want to breed. So we get it. And we were like that until four years ago. Mm -hmm. So we live that lifestyle. But most people... Got a bunch of them. I know. And, and how is how are any of us doing it? Yeah. I mean, you really, like, should what time give is yourself a break and your partner a break because, like... It's hard. And it's, yeah, especially if you have more than one, especially if you're highly sensitive people. Yes. It's so, it's like, it's embarrassing how many things we need in order to be our best selves. Yep. And, and especially I, you and me. Yeah. You and me break so easily. So easily. I'm fragile. I don't want to say, when I say titty baby, it's just a baby drinking titty milk. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what's wrong not, with that? What's wrong with that? Is that wrong? Number two in our hearts? <laughs> um, so I, like, you and I are incredibly sensitive mm-hmm. and very, very fragile. And this has been a conversation is like, we were wanting to have another, remember, and Val, uh, we had issues. I, yeah. I don't want to, sh- I know you've already shared it on the pod, but it's like, so we were having trouble. Yeah. And then that really gave us this pause. Yeah. And I think this is interesting. When it comes to like considering more babies or babies in general, we're in the babies. We have a baby. But then like the, again, just, I keep saying foregone conclusion, but the mm-hmm. foregone conclusion that if you have a baby, you're going to have another baby. Yeah. Did we already talk about this on the pod? No, I don't think we so. we really haven't, which is kind of surprising because it's been all we talk about, not on the pod really. Well, first off the bat, if... This is someone, if our second child is listening to this, <laughs> just know that this is this is something that we always said, we are open to being wrong. Yeah. And we're certainly open to like unplanned, you know, go with the flow pregnancies. It, it's not like, no, but like yeah. we're unpacking mm. the decision on whether or not we would have another baby. Yeah. And it's been really interesting. Yeah. What, when you get, quiet and look at your mind Mm -hmm. you know what is going on and and like why why was for most of my life i was like of course of course you have to say of course yeah and then when you just take a brief and we were given the opportunity to take that pause because we were having trouble Mm -hmm. um it was like i can't give it a percentage but it's like high 80s 90 percent because it's what you do yeah like just kind of like a Cultural, yep, a societal hugely cultural conditioning. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, 
And, and like so much of that, remember when we were growing up, like, oh, in China, it's illegal to have more than one. And so there, that became like a USA. It's American to have it, two. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. American to have two. Remember the game of life. Right. You would get those pegs and you want, the car had four pegs. Yeah. Fill up the car with the tiny pegs. It's yes. the game of life. And that's how you win. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking nuts. And also. Milton Bradley is influencing whether or not. We That's we have another point. child. That's a great point. Also, I was talking to my therapist. Milton. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was talking to my therapist about this, and she was saying she was like, "There have been no studies that show that one child, like being an only child, has any psychological." Uh, Affects negatively. She was like, "Well, that's not true. There is one study that was done a long time ago and is very biased." Yeah. And she said, "It's like the the study that says that it's better psychologically for a child if a if a parents stay together no matter what." And and I was like, "That's so funny." I was just listening to a lecture about how that is not true from the perspective of this psychologist I was listening to. Yeah. They're like, staying together for the children is an idea that is no longer a thing. Yeah, exactly. And there was like, I think one study about that that was also extremely biased. And one thing I love about my therapist is she's all about like following stuff. She's like very... um, uh, well-read. Well-read, but she's very skeptical about studies, and mm. she'll, like, follow, like, who did the studies. Yeah, and when Anheuser-Busch is like, two to three beers a day is really good for your dick hole. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. It's like, who benefits? And and I said, I was like, those two studies, it's a little too, It's I said, it's a too convenient truth <laughs> that it follows also what the patriarchy is telling us. Right. Which is that, you know, like, a, a woman should be married, and it's convenient to keep women out of power, to make them so constantly... keep them pregnant. Pregnant Barefoot and postpartum, and pregnant. breastfeeding, feeling like a bad mother if they're working, like, doing oh, all God. of this. And so there is, there is something to be, like, an eyebrow-raised... Just to the idea that, like, of course it's what you do. Now, if it's what your heart desires, that's a completely different thing. That's totally different. And if your heart desires to be... We're not talking about hearts. We're talking about minds. Staying at home. And th- I think that is the other mistake that the patriarchy makes is not... Or, of course, it does this. But, like, is not empowering that staying home and being a mother full-time is the hardest thing. Right, right. It's the hardest thing. Right. So... So there's no shame in that, but I'm just saying there is a, we both were like, we we tried it on for a month. We're like, let's just see what it feels like to be like, we made the decision. We're one and done. Which by the way, as a strategy for like coming up with difficult things, I find thought experiments that last 30 days Yeah, where it's like, we're not, because you and I wrestle with nuance a lot. Yeah. And there is a really easy counter argument which is cute little baby uh-huh. another baby one of us like seeing Leela be a sister, sister all this yeah. stuff but what i find more interesting i want to talk a little bit more about the 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 lecture i heard about not staying together for the kids cuz i thought that was really interesting yeah but also and i feel like that's a top, that's too big of a thing to throw out there and not <laughs> yes. unpack but i was really interested looking at my 
I'm an achiever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means I define, I, I'm not saying I do this, but like it's very tempting for me to define myself by what people think about me. And I want to, uh, there's a great line, you know, it's a fucked up movie, but like fucked up meaning disturbing. But in American Psycho, she's uh, Reese Witherspoon is dating Patrick Bateman, who's Christian Bale. That's too many names. Anyway, she says, why do you even work? Why do you even work? Your father owns the company. And he goes, because I want to fit in. And then he puts his headphones on and stops talking to her. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's a real thing for me is I want to fit in. (laughs) Like, an end of discussion. Like, what do you mean why do I go to work Mm. even though I don't have to? Because I want to fit in. Mm. Which, by the way, is also my parent, my dad was like, why do you go to church? And he was like, he doesn't say it exactly like this but he's like it's what you do you want to be normal you want to fit in you don't want to be a weirdo right or worse he would say like you don't want to be like a loser or like a like fringe person yeah so i have this in my blood Mm -hmm. or in my brain at least and in your balls a little and also just a little in my balls (laughs) sometimes it pushes b on the elevator for ball slash basement (laughs) and it goes down to that sack and it just hangs out there (laughs) um but what i found found the little what I found really interesting was it's it's in the same ballpark of when I was really curious and honest when someone gets COVID there's a part of me that thinks they're an idiot oh wow <laughs> like there's a judgment sure and I don't mean because they were like anti-vax or like be, I just mean like anybody mm-hmm. like even a careful person that was like i must have got it at the grocery store i'm like you're an idiot like <laughs> like I, I, i'm not saying i think that consciously but i look around my brain for the dark shit yeah like what is my ego up to right and that's a big course in miracles thing is like don't deny it mm-hmm. find the voice mm-hmm. because that's the only way to deal with it is to really look at like when people are like i'm not i'm not mad at my dad it's like Get fucking real about those dreams you have where you're fist fighting or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. stop it. Mm -hmm. Nothing is gained. You got to keep it flowing, not like a pond, like a river. Keep it flowing and work with it and and address it and bring light to it. Don't deny it. And don't just like think happy thoughts like I'm a loving person. I'm a loving person. Be like, bullshit. Find your brain is doing lots of things. Mm -hmm. And some of them are loving. Some of them are hating. Sometimes that's at the same time. Yeah. So I, I, in that mind searching kind of exercise is where I discovered that my brain had almost like an evolutionary judgment of people if they get sick. Sure, it's othering them. It's othering. So it's not you. And also cool Indiana Jones motherfuckers go to ball games and don't get COVID because they're just lucky boys. Yeah. And they're chosen few and they're not weak or whatever it is. Yeah. Similarly. So this is in the same category, meaning I do not believe this. It's just a thought Mm -hmm. that I had to look for. But it's like couples that only have one kid. I go, and these are all ugly thoughts. So nobody hold me to these. One, their relationship must not be doing very well. Uh (laughs) Two, they can't handle it. Yeah. It's probably because of part one, because the relationship sucks or their lives suck or they suck, mm-hmm. they can't handle. Yeah. There's not enough love for another kid. Yeah. Or uh-huh. worse, they, you know, they, they just don't have their shit together and mm-hmm. they, they can't have a, like a real Milton Bradley family. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. and then, but then it was like, what is the percentage of like, because I want to fit in was two kids. And I was, again, if it happens... Hooray for for everything. We're into it. Yeah. But 
but also like that'll be because it's happening but like right now we're we're in that thought experiment one one kid place and that allowed me it gave me the green light to get honest and i was like oh my god so much of this is i don't want to look like a loser uh-huh. i don't want to look like val and i had a kid and like we got rocked and we we tapped out yeah you know what a fan like i had a friend that was like we're one and done we just want to travel and i was like you know what the other thought was oh you're selfish yeah again you're selfish that's of course and i think that is the patriarchy there is or like yes or you don't this is real dark you're you lost control of your wife or something like she got Uh she got too free and wow. you're like you know what no and it's like you're su- remember there look i'm not making this up rolling stones song under my thumb and all that stuff it's like you're supposed to like get a woman that's willing to basically be the child product producing Machine. department of your corporation yeah that's so true <laughs> i that's do not endorse anything that i just said i'm talking about the shadow the collective shadow of our culture yeah no that's the patriarchy's myth for sure that's not your belief yeah. otherwise i wouldn't be here <laughs> yeah no for sure but um, like this is sorry just to restate it nothing is gained if you don't go like isn't that kind of what you thought? Like, oh, you got a wild woman. Mm-hmm. You've got one of those 1920s flappers. You mean she doesn't want to have another kid? What's wrong with her lady brain? You know, like yeah. that's that ugliness is in there. Yeah. And not only is it not my fault, it's not anybody's fault. It's mm-hmm. it, Nobody's just coming up with that organically. Mm-hmm. It's coming from a million different places. Yeah. It's really, when you're a woman too, it's just like, a fucking you can't win situation because you're told your whole life that your value is in how you look and your how appealing you are sexually and then that goes up to a certain point and then you are so appealing sexually that somebody marries you and impregnates you and ideally like multiple times so that then all you have time and space for is to be a mother, mm-hmm. which is in our culture the least sexual thing for people. And so then you lose, you're in this phase you where you're like, I did everything mother. that you told me. Yeah. And, and in that maiden mother crone thing, when that was a thing, it was very empowering in each state. You're like, you're a maiden and you're empowered because your life and vitality and springtime. And then you're a mother because you're empowered because you gave life and that's a extreme, that's the most powerful thing. And then you're a crone, meaning you have all the wisdom of those experiences. I got to rename that one. It just sounds bad. Crone is, yeah. Crone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But now it's, it's there. The, the disempowered versions are you're a maiden. You're just an object to be fucked. Basically you're a mother. All right. Well now what do we do with you? You're like a sexless being. And keep it indoors. And keep it it, indoors. It's very similar. The way we usher in life is very similar to, I don't mean to interrupt, but the way we usher out, death like Mm -hmm. out life it's like we don't want to see it Mm -hmm. there's breast pumps yeah there's there's depression Uh there's burps like cloths and like and unhappy people yeah so like keep it away 
Well, keep the truth away and just show us your like happy Christmas cards. Yeah. And but it is there is this thing that happens. It's totally happened to me, which is very alarming when you get a look at how internalized these um, oppressive <laughs> beliefs are, where it's like you're a mom, you did it, you followed the track, but you still have been told all your life that your value is in being sexually desirable. But you're like, but now I'm like a mom and everything feels so complicated and I don't feel sexy because I'm just giving all the time. So the last thing I want to do is like be like, the, it's it, my, my nervous system isn't, isn't set up to attune to and be like sexual in this way. And it's like, it's a real mm. f- fucking lose, lose situation. A zero sum. Dude. Cause it's not, there's no space in that setup for any nuance for yeah. being like, Hey, you get to be a multi-dimensional person. And one of those dimensions is sexual desirable being all throughout your life, by the way. And well, that's what it, yes, yep, sorry, you're just helping me understand, keep going. And you also get to be somebody who experiences the complexities of life and responds to them in real time, and sometimes you're depressed, and sometimes you're <laughs> mad, and you know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's you know what it is? So it is this belief that it's supposed to go maiden, mother, crone, mm-hmm. and when it goes maiden, mother, and then it seems like people are trying to cheat the system and go, maiden again! <laughs> yeah. I'm a maiden! We're going to Rome! You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And there's enough seats for the three of us in one row, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And buddy, I don't know where I got this, Like, and I'm not pointing fingers. It's, it's my, my parents, if I got it from them, got it from their parents. Everybody's no shame. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I remember feeling like that's grotesque. Like, mm. no. You don't You're, get to go Once you have a baby, then you will either make more babies mm. or you'll have the dignity, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> to like disappear from society. But like oh, you can't yes. like. Yes, <laughs> it's so sad. You don't get to go to Rome. We're not going to Rome. I'm just saying like you don't get to travel and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It, exactly. That's no, I think you are shining a light on the real dark spot. It's because when you are objectified, so made into an object, you are only good maiden. while you're, yeah, made into an object. You are only good while you're, you know, still producing or functional in this spe- very specific way. And then, yeah, we put you in the back. Well, that's here. it too, man. It's like once. I feel like a uh, like again. I don't endorse any of these feelings, but a woman is like a, a flower or something. But then once you clip it, it's like, what are you doing trying to pollinate it? I, I, what, there's something disposable about it. It's like you make the baby, yeah. and then you're just supposed to like atrophy and and kind of stop liking each other and slow down. But yeah. again, this might not be true. Maybe I'm getting away from it. But I noticed just how much pressure there was, and from all of these places that really made no sense. Yeah. Um, Again, I do want to be clear. I don't think that having a baby or having a second or third or fourth baby is like giving in to pay the patriarchy. Oh, oh yeah, that's good of you to say. It's something that you want to do, but if it's not well, like any, something that you want to do, and you're doing it 
because you're like, that's you, just what we do. But you don't, it's interesting to ask, why is that just what we do? Well, I think one of the reasons why you and I both are lighting up over this topic of like, why, because I want to fit in, mm-hmm. is you and I both got married, and I don't know about you, but when we were young, yeah, for me it was like, it's what people do. Mm-hmm. I, I had no understanding of like, you could just be single, or, or you know, I did. But in the very same way that we're talking about here, it was grotesque. It was like, what are you going to go out and go to bars with mm. sad people and mm. hook up? And yeah. what? Yeah. And and like I did it because I, I couldn't wait to just be labeled as normal. Yeah. As like nothing to see here, just normal. Yeah. That's so interesting because it is... Helping you realize that it's the patriarchy, but it's also the, like, Christian culture, meaning of America. Like, the way that Christian values has infused our culture that affects people who don't even have that religion. Where you're like, everything, this is like, you know, like, the conservative party often runs on, like, it's wholesome family values. Right. And that permeates everything including like well are you of course you're going to be a family of one what are you going to what are you doing you're you you and and what does that do that when you have if you get people who maybe never would have Mm -hmm. to become families Mm -hmm. get married have children then what do you have you have workers you have like loyal workers did we just break the system <laughs> um i think that no. i'm just saying it keeps capitalism strong it yeah. keeps america strong it like and i'll concede that i have like it can't all be captain jack sparrows out there like there needs yeah. to be some merging some accountability uh, it, look uh, maybe that's not true mm-hmm. it's just way out of my taste for anarchy to be like we should just be going around yeah. doing whatever. Like, I, I am so in it that there's a quiet little part of me that's like, yeah, family is good. I agree. I, I No, I'm with you. I think there can be this middle thing, which is... As well, if everyone that doesn't do that is a Jack Sparrow. I'm calling bullshit on my own that's thing. That's what I was going to say. I, I'm letting you guys... Everything we've been saying... We're talking in unconscious thoughts. We're talking in subconscious. Or like just what we've down. been told, too. Yes. I mean, it's not... I just I just want everyone to know we're spelunking. This isn't like what I would say in an interview. I'm like, what is it really... But more really? than that, it's not what you believe in that's how it. you live your life. This well, that's, is a, like that's a, what I say a, in interviews. I'm always 100. <laughs> I'm always 100. Yeah, it's not a good enough thing to be like, I wouldn't say this in an interview, but... Yeah, I know. As <laughs> women if should be clipped and then disposed of. Or that if you're single, what I was actually just getting kind of sweaty over was like, if you're single, you're some sort of lawless scam. Right, that's true. But at some point that did become part of the national fabric. That's what I was going to say is I think it is that that conservative sort of painting of like wholesome family values of at least a family of four and everything else is lawless scamps. Right. And And old maids are like weird. Remember in the Salem Witch Trials, it was always like older single women. Yeah. And it was like, she's of the devil. It's like, we've been doing this so long, we don't even know that we are the children of the children's children's children of people that were like, that woman's 40 
and I think she's having un, unmarried sex. Yeah, and that's she must be with the us. devil. Yeah. Because if you don't pair up, have kids, make more kids to like buy grain and shit, like well, what happens to Salem Village, you know? Well, yeah, and that is the thing that is interesting. You know, we're. <clears throat> We're choosing monogamy for different. I choose our, monogamy for our own reasons at this at this juncture. Okay, <laughs> I didn't realize this was a no, juncture. No, I meant like <laughs> forget it. Anyway, but like there is the thing about, and I don't know. I'm speaking now out of my but uh, but, but there's a thing of like marriage was just about agriculture or like sharing land right it's how families partnered in terms of land ownership and wealth yeah yeah so it was the so it was capitalism this is a real lava lamp doobie freshman year at nyu kind of conversation (laughs) totally and i'm loving it because i didn't get to have those conversations i know but it is so it's it's we love being married, but it is interesting to just note that also. Like, we are buying into a thing that is pr- pretty, it, if not irrelevant, it's not relevant for the reasons it was created for any longer. That's right. And and the same thing with having a lot of kids. It's like, we've got to keep this earth populated. we got to keep somebody working on the farms. Well, it's funny. Once you go past a certain number, I won't say the number, but when I watch like families, like 13 kids and counting, mm-hmm. then you have the same criticisms about them that you have with people with one kid. Because you're like, that's, that's selfish. selfish. Like, yeah. like this is grotesque. Like, yeah. it's raw. Like, we have a number. Uh-huh. And it's good to know that we have a number. And it's a good, good to know that we didn't necessarily make up that number. I think we can agree it's not 13. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, although, maybe, who the fuck am I? I don't know. I do think there's a lot of... Uh, fr- fuck that. I'm not going to attack quiverful families. <laughs> do you know that's what it's called? What? Yeah, quiverful. Like your your you have a lot of arrows in your quiver. Oh. So you have 13, 14 kids. So you can make this is like, okay, I'm gonna disown this. <laughs> this is to make more Christians, more conservatives, oh, more shit. votes. Ew. And just like Yee. to propagate your values and make a little army of them. Yeah, I think it's safe to criticize that. <laughs> yeah. I just talked to somebody here in San Francisco though that was like People that own tech, big tech companies are like buying islands and making their own little countries. So I'll, I'll say of both of those, just yeah. look. Let's take a just look at your it. ego. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even saying stop it, but like, where's it coming from? Okay, what, what are we doing? Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Uh, we're gonna do the mid rolls. I'm gonna when we come back. I'm gonna talk. Uh, I want to go back to the thing about um, staying together for the for the kids mm-hmm. and and what that. Uh, psychiatrist said in the lecture because I think that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be right. We'll be back in I think it's just one minute. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Mizen, Mizen, Mizen and Maine, the makers of the best, most incredible performance fabric dress shirts, and frankly, just the best dress shirts I've discovered in years. As a touring stand-up comedian, I'm constantly looking for clothes that are comfortable enough to fly in, but will also look good when I get on stage, because often I'm traveling the same day I'm performing. I want to be able to get off the plane, 
look great, feel comfortable on the plane, and then go on stage and feel confident and great about what I'm wearing. And Mizzen and Maine has put an end to these terrible, scratchy, ill-fitting dress shirts that I was just not excited about. And they've made not only the best looking dress shirts for real, for real, but the best feeling. It's always about the material. Frankly, I haven't even really been a big fan of dress shirts until I found Mizzen and Maine because I hadn't found one that fit just right, looked just right, and the material on the outside, everything about it feels perfect. The fit, the look, and the feel of the material, all three Mizzen and Maine. That's why you gotta check them out. They are the inventors of the performance fabric dress shirt. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable and Mizzen and Maine is here to help. That is why they make the most lightweight, breathable and moisture wicking dress shirt on earth. I can say because I perform in these shirts, they absolutely are moisture wicking and that is super, super important for me. They're high performance dress shirts, warm in the winter, cool in the summer, keep me warm on the airplane too, which is super important. Think of this clothing as your secret weapon for any occasion. I'm confident if you give Mizzen and Maine a try, you'll never go back to conventional men's clothing again. This is definitely one of those companies that when I started using them and we got the promo code, I've been using my own promo code to re-up because they are actually the best dress shirts I've ever worn. It's a fabric, I've never felt like it. I've never felt a fabric like this before. And here's the best part, one of the best parts, I would say the fit and feel and the uh, fabric is the best part. But one of the other best parts is that they are completely machine washable. That means no more expensive trips to the dry cleaner. And for the cold weather, they've got amazing flannels, pants, sweaters, and jackets made from that same mizzen and main material that they have become famous for. So even if you aren't a dress shirt person, they've got clothing you need to feel to believe. So if you want the best cold weather clothing this holiday season, check out Mizzen and Maine. Right now go to M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com and use promo code WEIRD to get $25 off any regular price order of $130 or more. That's $25 off when you go to Mizzen and main.com and use promo code weird hot cold casual formal they've got you covered you're gonna love it check it out for real mizzen and main.com and use promo code weird to show your support of the show all right back to the app okay we're back um <clears throat> okay so it, there were a couple things from this lecture that i thought were super interesting one was like you said, like when if you stay together for the sake of the children, which I don't know about you, but my entire life, there's a Talib Kweli song where he says there were many years I think they stayed together just for the for the sake of the children, and I love them for that. Like it, oh, it's wow. like this endorsement of like wow. I knew you guys didn't like each other, but you stayed together for us, right? So certainly you can't, we can't ver- make a verdict on it that's just like unequivocally true. Mm. Um, or I don't know, but this guy was saying like kids can sense when the relationship is broken and then it becomes, and I feel like in my parents, they had their stuff and I either felt or manufactured, I don't know. I was like, I'll pick up the slack. Like I'll Mm -hmm. shine and shimmer and fix. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, let's take my family out of it because it's too uncomfortable. But he was saying like, the best thing you can do for a relationship, and that, that has a lot to do with us on this trip right now, 
Shout out to Nana watching Leela. Yeah. yeah Thank you, Nana. Thank you, Nana. <laughs> but it's like, is work on your relationship um, and model a happy, and not just model, but be happy. Yeah. The best thing you can do for a kid. A kid. Is that, the best thing you can do for a kid is work on your relationship. And the worst thing he said, this is his words, he goes, is like, have it uh, break and don't address it. Right. Like, and like, don't, Te- like I'm not saying you need to tell the kid all your I had that my mom would always talk shit about my dad yeah. not that but like well then what's going on why 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 am I being brought into the mix here to like fix to like yes. help and and yeah. bolster and so he was saying that that can be uh incredibly challenging for a kid so that's like what the, makes it so nice to be here with you yeah say the arc thing well if if a relationship is like an arch that is over a child or over a family. Like protecting. Protecting yeah. the child and stuff. And it breaks, then the child will, even if you pretend like everything's okay. No, I think it's only if you pretend that it's only okay. Only if you pretend it's okay. They'll know that it's broken and they'll just unconsciously choose to hold the arch up to protect themselves. Yeah. To like keep themselves yeah. safe. That's why I think it is totally a gift not even just like second best to being happy i think there are multiple benefits from a a couple where it isn't working being able to ideally as consciously as possible say like this is this in like a, a uh, we still got this like yeah. so there is a parting that's going to happen where our our family is taking a new shape and it's and we've got it we're the adults and we've made this decision in you know where you're you're not oversharing but you are saying like it just we realized that we as a family are healthiest when we are apart so that's what we're right. going to do and we're going to figure out the best way to do it i think that is teaching kids that they're, I mean, my friends who have had to have that conversation with their kids who have had divorces, uh, um, I always say the same thing, which is your kid gets to see it by example, which is always more effective than even anything you say to them. Yeah. What having self respect is, what not settling for like a, a miserable life looks like. Right, not faking. For how to address something that is really happening. Right. So you're not gaslighting them. You're saying what you're seeing is true. We're struggling Well, here. that was the example the psychiatrist gave, by the way, mm-hmm. was he was like, I remember I was in bed one night and my uncles downstairs had a fight, his mother's brothers, mm-hmm. and they got in a fist fight. And he came down and he said, what was that? It was seven or eight. And the mom said, you were having a bad dream. Wow. So he went back to bed and he was like, I knew I wasn't having a bad dream. But that's the definition of gaslighting. Mm -hmm. So it's like, he's like, it would have been better to say, this is something grownups do sometimes. It's, and and we'll deal with it. It's okay. Yeah, it's not yours to handle. We've got this. Yeah. Exactly. And I think this is something very cool that's happening with our generation where there is more conscious uncoupling. There is more of a realization that like staying together for the kids isn't because I've heard it explained this way, too, which makes so much sense that your relationship 
is the air you create and your kid lives in that air. Mm. So if it is toxic air and there is nothing you can do, you can't find each other, mm-hmm. you just create toxic air together, it's so much better to part <laughs> yeah. and to ki- keep your kid out of that air. And Well, it's funny, you know, in my, <coughs> in my parents, one of the things that I've noticed that I've learned, and this is a big uh, A Course in Miracles thing, is that you unconsciously believe, and the way that the ego works is that it's kill or be killed. It's this very like, you're not safe, you have to win, someone else has to lose Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And in my parents' relationship, without going into too much detail, although I I have in the past, I just mean for now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is like, (laughs) they, my mom's, the message I got from that relationship going the way that it has and everything was that it's like, it, it seemed like a don't rock the boat. Like it's, yeah. it's better to just like stay small, stay. F- it, it's too, it's too personal. I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't know how to say it with it at a level where I can be comfortable. I'm just saying when I'm watching other people make choices that are like maybe difficult it's, you know what it is? It's what we talk about all the time on this podcast. It's like making a decision that's painful now that leads to pleasure, like long-lasting, better situation, mm. as opposed to avoiding the pain. Yeah. But like you just kind of like extend it. Or really prolonging it. it, yeah. And that is that is one of the most fascinating things about the world. Because as we're talking about like divorce, and staying together for the kids, I did have a voice that I was like, there are people that are like, we went through a rough patch. Oh, yeah. And we worked through it, and we're so glad we did. Uh-huh. And in a strange way, th- this relates to a lot of big issues, mm-hmm. like that type of nuance. And there's always these outlier examples where it's like, it's not always right to just mm-hmm. like, bam, end it. Yeah, And like, what did the greatest generation have anything going on with that? Like, let's stick with it. Yes. Or are they just in denial? Yeah, like, yeah. cause I can see it both ways. Like mm-hmm. they're just lying. They're like, I, it was the best decision I ever made to stay with Charlie. Yeah. And it's like, I just think the part of you that even knows what a good decision is withered and died when you <laughs> stayed with Charlie. Right. Like I can see that, but I can also see Kringuses like us that are used to everything being delivered Amazon one one day, yes. going like my relationship sucks and I'm out. Yeah. So like it's no, uh, it's nuanced. It's hard. Absolutely. It's it's. I mean, it is a hundred percent nuanced, and that's why it's never gonna work when we make these stories of like it blanketly is like don't stick around if you're uncomfortable in your marriage or. Or, like, stick with it no matter what. Well, you know what? Sorry. Like, like it really is so um, personal and nuanced. And I, for me, this is, again, this isn't a blanket statement. But in, you know, I, I have been divorced and I also am fully committed to you and intend on dying in this relationship. In this room. In this room <laughs> with stay you here. tonight. Oh, um, dark. <laughs> no, that was dark. But I, uh, so I've experienced both. And um, I think one thing, I think as a spiritual practice, 
if you are in a safe relationship, the commitment as like a devotional practice, like my grandma and grandpa had a great marriage. And I really think that my, my papa was like pretty close to enlightened. And I think he got there because he had a devotional practice to my grandmother Mm. where he loved and served her as if she were his guru Mm. and he was so committed to like making his especially later years all about that Mm. and so um i think there is some some devotional or or at the very least just like a spiritual practice in being like hey when things get really hard what happens if i dive into that what happens if I sit in the uncomfortable with somebody yeah. and we and we do it together and we navigate and allow ourselves to be uncomfortable and learn? Mm-hmm. And also, I know and I have experienced relationships where the other person has no interest in doing those things or there's no, there's no reason to believe and hasn't been for years that the other person will ever change or grow or is even interested in changing or growing. That's right. And that's the situation where you're like, I don't know how you get through that. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes in in the case of my divorce with my wife, my ex-wife, like she just really needed to go, th- like she married me to get divorced. Like she, I, I, I think it was like, <laughs> I have to show whoever it was in her life that that's possible and yeah. I'm going to model it for them. Right. So she like that that was something that she needed to do and I, I was just sort of like cast as the as the cuckold. <laughs> cuckold. Here's the what I wanted to add to what you were saying. What I think is interesting about these decisions, uh marriage, uh, more children, whatever it is, what's tricky about it is they're all sort of built what we're talking about are judgments. Yeah. You're making a judgment. You're judging, and then you make a choice based on your data. And we so often don't have complete data. Sure. So, like, if I'm, if you and I are in a, a, a sticky spot or whatever, we always use the language of, like, I am possessed right now. I am yeah. in my pain body. It's very helpful. Yeah. When we were driving to the airport, there was a ton of traffic for no reason, and I just had to say, like, I'm knee-deep in my pain body right now for some reason. Like, I just yeah. need to let you know yeah. my vision is narrowing. I'm not fully available. I'm not, I'm not, like, I just just give me a little time. Yeah. And and it turns out, like, let's get to the airport, make the flight, and then I'll expand again. Like, it, yeah. it was being triggered by that. All that is to say, what I think is interesting about, like, MDMA-assisted therapy mm-hmm. is, like, when you get to an expansive place, mm-hmm. um, I would say you can certainly do it if you have a pretty rockin' meditation practice. You can get to a deep, tranquil, connected, spacious place internally. But if you can't, like you take something like MDMA and it gets you there, or maybe you do it with your partner and it gets you there, you can get to that, like, we're back to what we were saying at the beginning. Like, mm. stop acting like you don't have anger towards your dad. Mm. Stop acting like you don't... There's been a car alarm going on for quite a while. <laughs> Sorry. Um, stop yeah. bullshitting. Yeah. And then real... And some, like things like mushrooms and MDMA and all that, you get this sense that you're like, oh, I'm having direct communication with how I really with how I really feel. Mm. That's not always the case. Sometimes you're just stuck on a giant pinwheel and there's a clown chasing you. Like, <laughs> I understand that. 
But like a lot of times you can get to a place of clarity. Mm. And what's difficult about big choices is like sometimes you're not getting clean intel. It's like mm-hmm. it's like you're the news. Yeah. And you're getting the news stories from your insides. Mm. But sometimes that connection is so fucked up and conditioned. That's what we're saying about the kids thing. Yeah. Like who is Rupert Murdoching or whatever, like influencing the news feed of my feelings to my conscious mind? Yeah. The answer is everything you're watching, yeah. everything you're reading, all the people in your life, your family, mm-hmm. your environment, how like the weather, it's been raining for like nine weeks in, in California. And I'm like, am I depressed? And it's like, it's the fucking weather. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what I think is interesting and intriguing about either spiritual practice, obviously getting, going deep and finding truths that way, or certainly those sacred kinds of medicines that can help you go like, I just realized, uh, like, I love you or whatever it might be like, or I love hating you or I'm codependent with you or whatever it might be. Yeah. It sounded like I was saying that to you because we are codependent, but the first one was not true. (laughs) Yes. The second one was us. The second one was us. Yeah. I know. And I'm just so endlessly like surprised too at how complicated relationships are that's why i don't think that there is a right or wrong answer for anyone really i think there is like well that's what you can feels, do the best you can what feels the most aligned for you and using having the information that you have we're all reporters and sometimes you just wing it and may and i know people leave uh get divorced on a whim i, I i'm sure that's true um, but I really think that's very rare. The people that I know that have gotten divorced or are contemplating divorce, it is years and years of struggling sure. with it and trying everything. And then but, even then being like, but this is what I mean by the the complications. It's so rare that you get a clear cut like, this is a bad relationship. You need to get the hell out. Like that happens sometimes, yeah. but that's very rare. Most of what I see is like, we have so much good in our relationship and there are just these like three things that we actually can't get past right, and we've right. been arguing about them for 20 right, years right right and we cannot do it right. <laughs> and then you're like i don't know i don't know what to tell you you're right there's just always going to be an element of like again going back to the news thing you have the info you have the interviews meaning the arguments you have the cross references meaning your friends that you talk to who other relationships that you know and you just sometimes it's the deadline and you have to make a story yeah because maybe their job is taking them to ireland and you have to decide if you're going to go to fucking ireland or whatever <laughs> yeah. and you're like you know what actually i think we're going to call it yeah. so we are doing the best we can and there is another side to this story that has nothing to do with mdma and has nothing to do with knowing all of your feelings and thoughts and meditating and diving deep that that sometimes it's just intuitive i can i can play this conversation the other way which is like sometimes i think you do just wake up and you go like oh fuck like i just feel like a veil lifted yeah and i realize this is not what i've been wanting this is not my life and i'm free to move yeah i don't have to stay it's again it's back to the more than one kid thing it's like Mm. wait you don't have to do anything. You get to build the life that you want. 
to a, to a certain <laughs> to extent, a certain obviously there, there's limitations, but and like there's privilege d- in that different yes. different limitations for different people in different cultures and different times. But in the time we live, almost all of us yeah. are are experiencing a, a level of mobility that we have more freedom than we think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have more freedom than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's a good statement. Yeah. All right, I, we gotta go because I have a show. Yeah, San Francisco. San Francisco, let's go. Let's go. Great, great. That's what my old trainer used to say. Great, great. Great, great. Um, I want to thank everybody that came out to these shows. They're all sold out, which is awesome. San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. So fun. Um, and that'll be happening this weekend. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. This was great. It's it's it's. I'm so glad we got to record this little time capsule. I know. We're in this little moment where we get to remember each other and just like I mean, we just talked about relationship stuff, which is telling, I feel like, because we're Well, I think we're doing something. Yeah, that's right. And we're doing, and it feels so good just to have a little time. And if I wasn't, you know, a fancy pants touring comedian, we could have just gotten any hotel in any town and just had one night and watched Jurassic Park, which Mm -hmm. was a piece of shit, and Mm -hmm. laughed. It was. It's just been so magical. So I'm glad that we have this. Yeah. And Valerie, keep it crispy. So quiet. Keep it crispy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>